0: Welcome to the Young Fun and Sober Podcast. I am your host, Blazik, aka Sober Guy Journal.
1: And I'm Julia, also known as That One Sober Friend on TikTok.
0: In this week's episode, Julie and I discuss the sober curious movement, why we think it's gaining so much momentum, and what you can expect out of your sober curious journey. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and we appreciate you listening.
1: Knowing what I know now, I wouldn't change anything except to feel more emotionally slow down. Life's a merry go round
0: things ain't merry when you're going through the motions fulfillment lies and emotions so why go through life unavailable you're available. what's Just up everybody up welcome to the young care. fun and sober podcast episode three so by now we got to be like the three percenters of the two percenters as far as making it past the first episode um, but yeah today i thought we'd talk about the sober curious movement it's a bit of a, a trendy topic a bit of a buzzword for sure but definitely something that's picking up momentum. I, I don't know like that I necessarily identify as sober curious. At first, I didn't even actually like the term sober curious. Um, but just because it did sound so trendy, it, it was just like, oh my gosh, like this is a, a trendy attention seeking thing. But I think that was just me being very judgmental. So yeah, I thought we would talk about the sober curious movement today. I know that's kind of how Julia got into this journey. So it'll be interesting to hear from her because as as you may or may not know, we have two, different, two very different styles of drinking. Julia was one to two times a week, I was every night, but Julia went a lot harder than I did. So um, just like some contrasting um, viewpoints here. So yeah, I guess the first thing that we can start off with is defining the sober curious movement um, Julia, I'll kind of let you run with this.
1: Yeah. So I feel like it might actually be the case that drinkers like me that were weekend drinkers, we identified as social drinkers. Um, I overdid it a lot of the times when I was socially drinking, I feel like we, not in all cases, cause I can't speak for everybody, but I feel like it might be a bit of a trend that that type of drinking is the people that do go through like a sober curious phase, because it's confusing because we're not sure if we, because we aren't daily drinkers. We aren't sure if it's necessary that we completely go alcohol free. And that's exactly what happened to me. So I would say like the first, my, like, I would say my official sober curious time frame was that first 30 days when I was just taking a break from alcohol. That's all that I was identifying it as. Um, I was kind of like teeter tottering in my head, if it was going to be a forever thing. But it wasn't until I drank the couple of times after that 30 day break that I realized that sobriety was going to be the ultimate decision. And I was going to take that path going forward. But yeah, I would just say, the curiosity thing is a great way to put it because you're basically confused. You're unsure. You're dipping your toes into the world of sobriety, but you're just not sure quite yet. If you're wanting to identify and really look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I need to do this. And going forward, this needs to be my reality. And, um, it's funny because I feel like when you go through the sober curious phase, you're intaking so much information, you're learning so much, and it's a lot, it's a lot. Um, but the funny thing is, like you can't unlearn all that information um when you are going through that phase. And that's what really ultimately brought me to my decision of being sober. Um, because after that 30 days. I just knew that, um, I could never really mentally like go back to before I knew all of the, you know, the negative effects that, that drinking has on you. And then in addition to that, all the positive effects that sobriety has. So I don't know if that necessarily answered your question, but I, at least yeah. that's like what happened with me.
0: I think the, the sober, yeah, totally. I think the sober curious part comes from exactly what you said. It's like, okay. I'm gonna take a break from alcohol, and that's just like a break. But the the first time that you experience it again, I think in our minds it's like okay, 30 days, and then I get to do this again, and it's gonna be like a reward, or it's gonna be good, it's gonna feel fun. It's it's like a treat, like I get to do this. But the the experience of doing it after a break is actually really eye opening, or at least it was for me, um, because my journey really like being interested in sobriety and all of that started like three years ago. Cause I obviously knew I had a very unhealthy relationship with alcohol. And I remember I went 38 days without drinking. And that by the way, felt, Oh my gosh, like that felt so long. (laughs) And and for me saying, when I look back, I can't believe I made it 38 days because the plan was not to stop drinking. It was just, let's see how far I can go. So the fact that I made it 38 days is actually insane. But I remember when I drank after that 38 days, I felt just so shitty and lethargic. And, and it wasn't like a fun experience. Yet, I slipped right back into drinking every night. And I just remember being so confused by that. And so I understand, like you mentioned the word confused and like curious, like what's happening here. So I think what really happens, in my opinion, is after people take this hiatus, whether it be a 30-day challenge, a 60-day challenge, whatever it is, if they go back to drinking, they may not have the experience that they wanted or that they thought they might have. And it's really confusing for them. And they I think it just is very thought-provoking.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that I thought that the 30day break that I was giving myself was going to fix I'm doing air quotes is was gonna fix the problems that I had with drinking and the fact that I did have a tendency to over drink and um I did have the tendency to to black out and then that's what gave me those super like shameful and self-hatred thoughts the next day. And for some reason, I thought that that 30-day break was gonna, reset my brain and i was going to have this like completely new outlook on alcohol which i did but just not in the way that i thought what what was going to happen what what actually happened was the couple of times that i drank after that initial 30 day break was such an eye opening experience that i thought what was going to happen was it, i was going to have a healthier relationship with alcohol but that, that didn't ha- that didn't. Well, it did happen, but in such a different way than I thought. I just realized that. The alcohol, the substance didn't change how it affects me, it that that didn't change. And for some reason, I thought it was just not going to be this like poisonous thing in my life. But at the end of the day, that that's what it is for me. it It has these really, really negative effects on my mind and on my body. And those couple of times that I drank afterwards, just really solidified and it made it so real. It went from curiosity to reality. It made it so real for me that I'm going to be a person that, that doesn't drink going forward indefinitely, not saying that that'll ever happen because I'm just like, I'm not going to ever say never, but for right now, I just knew this is the best option that i can do going forward this is what i have to do
0: yeah and like one of the the questions i have on the side here is is what happens during this sober curious and or break from alcohol that's so eye opening and in my opinion like i really truly believe that people want to be the most genuine version of themselves but they just don't have the tools or know how to do it because it's a, it's a hard thing. Like, I think our whole lives, we've grown up trying to impress other people, get approval from certain people, just really do everything for external validation. And so I know for me, that was the case. And I know for me, when I discovered alcohol, that was my break from that. Like when I drank, I didn't have to impress other people. And I think that when you strip away all of the the vices and you go back to just being your Ross version of yourself and you're forced to figure out the way to be the most genuine version of yourself and, and, and live with that person, it's extremely difficult, but it's also extremely rewarding. And I think that it's also something that somehow makes you feel alive again. I guess I can only speak for myself, like makes me feel alive again. And, and that's like the thing that keeps me sober now is is yeah, it's really hard. And I have a lot of bad days and I have a lot of cravings and I fight wanting to drink a lot. That's like a, a thing that I have to deal with a lot. However, I'm living in a real world. I'm not living in a fantasy world. I'm not living in a world that I can just drink and then something in my life changes but it doesn't really change it only changes in my mind you know that's like that's not to me that's not worth doing because it's not real it's just how i'm i'm changing my um not my not even my perspective my perception of how things are and it's it's not even real so for me that was like the eye opening thing that i was like i just don't want to live in a fantasy world
1: Yeah, I would say what really the biggest realization I had during my sober curious phase, like way, way in the beginning was, and I was just talking about this on my TikTok, was I was not, I wasn't connecting the dots that a lot of the issues that I was facing on a day-to-day basis was directly coming from my drinking on the weekends. I I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. I had no idea that those two things were affecting each other. I thought they were completely separate. I thought that I just had extremely bad depression. And I thought that I had all of these mental health issues. And I thought I was just this super unstable, chaotic person that had a unstable mind. And that was just the reality that I was given, like that I was born with. But what I wasn't, it wasn't until the 30 days that I realized like, okay, that's actually like not who I am. That's the, that's the reality that I was giving myself. Um, because I thought that I was normal. I thought I was just doing what everyone around me was doing. I was drinking on the weekends, no big deal. Okay. But the 30 days showed me it is a big deal because it was affecting, I'm going to have to let my cat in. I'm sorry. Hold on
0: And that's only 30 days. Like the thing most people go like, you know, 60, 90, 120 days before they actually see the benefits of sobriety. So, or the true benefits of sobriety. So, like, whatever you're seeing in 30 days is like where you're trending towards. It's not even like the real thing.
1: Yeah. I definitely also, that's when I went through my pink cloud phase, which I think is another phrase that comes up a lot um, for folks that don't know. I, not that I know the exact definition, but basically what I'm from my understanding is the pink cloud is when you're in early sobriety and you kind of feel this euphoric feeling from the sobriety itself, um, because I feel like a lot of us were in this constant cycle of drinking, feeling like crap, feeling good for such a small amount of time just to then drink again. And the pink cloud is You're a proud of yourself for setting this goal and sticking to it. And then B, you are getting to know your, your sober self like 24 seven. And I had this overwhelming feeling of happiness, I guess. And, you know, it came and it, and it went, it doesn't last forever, unfortunately. Um, But yeah, that was definitely something that was happening at the same time.
0: It doesn't last forever, but at the same time, like if you go back to drinking, then you realize like that you just got used to the high, if that makes sense. It's like the high becomes your new baseline. So, yes. but you don't actually understand that. Cause obviously with anything in life, you're, if you eat, you know, cheesecake every day by day 40, you're going to be like, cheesecake's not that great, but yeah, you just get used to it. However, if you go back to to drinking, it's it's a pretty intense eye opener as to where, as to where like you were or how you can feel like all of that. It 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 hits hard. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk about is the question: Should I stop completely? And and this is something where the sober curious movement is actually like a really good thing because you don't have to use the word sober. You can just say like I'm sober curious. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like a bailout, but it also gives you the opportunity to pursue what life could look like without alcohol. So when when people ask me, like, hey, should I cut down? Should I stop completely? I'm always like, just like, try going 30 or 60 days. And then I think you'll have the information that you need to make that decision. Because one, I can't convince you of anything. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like people, when people come to me, like, should I get sober? It's like, you're already giving yourself the answer. Like people that don't have drinking problems do not ask me if they should be sober. Like they simply don't. So you, you kind of already have the answer, but by pursuing, you know, a a stint without alcohol, I think that's how you can gather the data points that you might need to, to decide if like this life is for you. But Yeah. What do you think when people ask, like, should I stop completely?
1: Yeah, I usually give folks the same type of advice. Let's start with a 30 day break. Let's start with a two month break, a three month break. And I encourage people to journal a lot during that time um, to document how they're feeling. Maybe you don't have to have to journal, but maybe, I don't know, creating a TikTok account, just like checking in with yourself.
0: It's a good idea to to be in the, the mid, like the thick of it and documenting how, how you're feeling.
1: Exactly. And I did, I was journaling the whole entire time during the first, the first month. And that really helped because when I went back to drinking the couple of times, I went back to those journal entries and I was like, damn, I miss that girl so much. (laughs) I would do anything to feel like that girl again versus what I'm feeling right now. It was, I had gotten back from vacation and I had nothing really like bad happened on this vacation, but there was one night that I didn't remember going to sleep. And that just was like, so frustrating to be back there again. And I thought that month was going to, like I said before, was going to fix the issue. And it's like, I, people want to hear that, you know, people, it, it's disappointing when you realize that the time that goes by that is spent not drinking isn't, you have to kind of reprogram your brain of like being able to drink isn't the end goal it's being okay with your with your genuine raw self that's that's the end goal not feeling like you need this substance to feel yourself again and I think that sometimes people are thinking that
0: that was a bar that was a (laughs) bar (laughs) yeah that's that's, I th- that's a great point to call out because me, maybe you, probably a lot of people, I think, go into their breaks of alcohol thinking, I'm going to get to the point where I can control my alcohol. And that's, you're right, that's not, if we could control our alcohol, then we wouldn't be taking a 30-day break. We wouldn't be taking yep. a 60-day break. Yep. So it's it's just like not, that's not the goal it might be what gets us into the journey so like that's that's valuable that it can get us into the journey but yeah it's not the goal like the goal is to be able to be so fucking comfortable and happy and content with yourself that that you don't need the escape because at the end of the day that's what it is alcohol like there's no other way around it if you aren't wanting to change how you feel then why would you drink alcohol because i don't give a fuck what anybody says it don't taste that good like (laughs) chocolate milk tastes good. Ice cream tastes good. Um, I don't really like soda, but I could see how people say it tastes good. Beer does not taste good. Like wine tastes good for it getting you fucked up, but it doesn't actually, I never like crave the taste of wine with no buzz. Like it just, so I don't buy that.
1: And that's the marketing part of it.
0: That's the marketing part. And, and I'm, <laughs> I'll buy in a beer when I'm like at a pool, but it's still not like the taste. It's more so just tricking my brain into thinking like I'm part of the party. Um, it's not like, oh, yeah, I just want to sip. On That's this. more
1: for like the feeling of like being included.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. So it's not like I'm craving the taste, but um, I don't even know what rant I was on. But something. <laughs> I get real passionate about that. Cause like, it just does not taste good. Um, oh yeah. So the, the goal is like really not to, to get to where you can handle, you know, drinking, because it's, it's just like, that's obviously not in our genes, but just to back up, cause I went on a tangent there and then I got lost and I got sloppy. Um, let's <laughs> level set with people. So as let's say they've never taken a break from alcohol and they're going to take a 30 day break, what should they expect? And like, what timelines do you think that they should expect these things? Because I don't want people to get discouraged after like three days or something.
1: Yeah. I would say that um, I know we had an episode talking about like the unexpected benefits of, of sobriety, but um, there were some things that I fully did expect when I made this decision and, they did happen. And the number one thing is, it does feel isolating. That's expected. That's normal. That's a phase that will come and it will pass. So I really want to, like, beat that into everybody. Like, it's gonna feel awful at certain points. But it's not a forever thing. And it's almost like a rite of passage you like just have to go through that that bit of time um before you can move on when it comes to that I don't know why my cat is feeling so needy and he needs to be part of the show but that's one thing I'll
0: say too on if we're on like some negative shit the sleep the first couple nights and maybe you didn't experience this because you you were more of a weekend warrior but as an every nighter the sleep the first week fucking sucks because you're not used to falling asleep oh it's awful it's awful but week two is the best sleep of your life like sleep that you didn't even know i used to wake up to go like pee during the middle of the night because i drank so much but also i would get like these like 2 a.m i would just wake up and i'd be anxious as hell i'd be like having heart palpitations. I would be, that's when I would normally wake up and be like, Oh, I'm never doing that. Like I got to quit drinking. I remember every night at two or three, I would wake up and think that. And then by 4 PM I'm drinking again. But um, yeah, you, you enter a week of the worst sleep of your life and then you go into the best sleep of your life as long as you can hold sobriety.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's again, why I feel like the documentation part is so huge because you get to see the progress that you've made and the hurdles that you've gotten through because that's what really helped me when I was um you know especially probably around like the six month mark obviously this is way past the sober curious phase but I was around my six month mark and I went through a phase where I was heavily romanticizing alcohol in my head oh yes those, those moments are so real. And again, normal expected, they will come, they will pass. And me referring back to, I also journaled when I returned to drinking after that 30 day break. And I was very, I was not sugarcoating anything. I was like, I feel like shit. I hate myself right now. I feel guilty. I'm embarrassed. Like I was, I was trying to be as real as possible with myself so that I could refer back to that when I, when I'm having those really hard moments. And when I feel like my, my sobriety, I'm questioning it. I can go back and literally look at my exact thoughts in the moment, because what I feel like a lot of the time happens is when we go through those periods of romanticizing alcohol, We aren't thinking about how we felt mentally during the hangover. We're only thinking about that 15 minutes when the buzz first hits and we're hyper fixating on that. And it's like, that is such a short amount of time. And I think that in, I've I've heard this phrase before of don't make permanent solutions to like temporary problems or something like that. And I try to remind myself, I could have completely butchered that, but I try to remind myself of that, of this is, this is so temporary. And if I've gotten through all that shit in the past, I can get through this, this hard situation right now.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, and you're, you know, I, I always use this, I make multiple videos on this, but it's just like, you're trading 23 hours of the day for that one hour of drinking that actually feels good because I don't know if it was my body, I don't know if everyone kind of experienced this, but like the first hour of drinking for me was awesome. That's when I felt good, that's when the buzz was hit, and that's when I started to feel the anxiety lift. But then I was playing catch up. Okay, this feeling's starting to fade, I need to put more in my system. Oh God, like why is the bartender not coming over? Why is my server not coming? Like I'm starting to lose the buzz. Oh my gosh, like now my, I'm just starting to feel like weird because I have alcohol. like. The first hour was great, but then I'm just trying to keep alcohol in my system, but I'm starting to, my body's starting to reject it a little bit because it's poison. Um, Like it was, yeah, the first hour was enjoyable and then I'm hung over the whole rest of the day. I'm anxious the next day. So it's like, I'm really trading 23 hours of the day for that one hour that I could enjoy drinking. And I did it every day for eight years. Like that's some fucked up shit. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And I bring that up all the time on my TikTok of like, I get it. It, it is, there are fun memories that I'm not trying to say that those don't exist and that those didn't happen. I'm not trying to say that, but what I am trying to say is where are your priorities right now? Yes. Are you worth sacrificing that whole next day? for that one hour or however long, you know, the, the buzz hits for, for whatever person. And you're being polite
0: saying that next day, because it could easily be six months if you fall down the wrong, you know what I mean?
1: Exactly. Exactly. And it goes back to that phrase of like, don't make these like super permanent reactions to a very small blip that, And I think it's it's huge to recognize that sobriety has given me tools to not run from my my problems and not run from these really uncomfortable feelings. Instead, I'm like, oh, okay, I feel uncomfortable right now. Yeah, I got to sit this one through. Like, I just got to sit with it. I got to live with it. And I have to trust in myself that it will end and I will move on. And I don't need to, I, I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself for being able to now not run to something to, Oh, I need something outside of me to make me feel better. No, I have all the tools right here within me. And by running to something else, I'm actually just doing myself a disservice.
0: (laughs) Big time. Yeah. And, and I think it's totally like, Good for people to know that early on in their journey, like I have cravings all the time. I have thoughts all the time. Like I had it last night, but Julie and I have a freaking sobriety podcast at ten a.m. this morning. Like, what am I gonna do? You know, <laughs> I can't show up to this hungover. Like you, get, and that's where having accountability, having tools in place, having meetings, whatever it might be, that's where it's like. Because look, I, I'm on a, I'm hosting a sobriety podcast what fucking choice do I have? Like, I don't have a choice. I have to be sober. And I'm not saying you need to start a sobriety podcast, but you got to put yourself in positions where, you know, you might have a meeting that you have to go to. You might have videos that you need to make. You might have, whatever it is, like, you got to build some sort of accountability because it is easy to romanticize. And if you, if you are, you know, I don't want to use the, the phrase or the word weak but like if you're having a weak moment then and you don't have the tools in place then yeah you can you can cave because you know it's easy to romanticize drinking and and look back and and let your mind go wild about those times because like julia said they're they're fun they're fun times like there's no arguing that but she also made a great point of where do your values lie and like for me i'm a 29 year old dude like I want to get my shit together. I don't want to be that guy that's, that's drinking and turning into whoever I turn into when I drink. That's just not who I want to be anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that that's a great piece of advice to give to folks that are early on in their journey is when you're creating the community that I always talk about, how important community is, it's not only important just so that you don't feel alone. That is a great like part of it. But the second half of that is it creates accountability. You have people that are going to be checking in with you. I remember my, my birthday weekend just like three weeks ago, I had a friend who was, not that I even asked her to, but she was kind of texting me. She knew I was out at the lake with a bunch of friends that our drinkers. I was the only one going into this weekend as a non-drinker and I loved that she was just like, "Hey, just checking in. Hope you have a great weekend. If anything goes down, if you need to call me, you can. I'm available this whole weekend." And that is such a good feeling to have and it just is not that I had any like thoughts or anything going into that weekend of like, "Oh, I might drink." I was very, very secure in my decision when it came to that but what if I had been in a in a weak state of mind you know yeah, what if I was having happens. one of those moments it happens and if I'm you know I'm not in my I I was out of state like I was very outside of my regular day-to-day environment and, and that's dangerous I feel like that. too yeah exactly and so for her to text me that really grounded me of like okay she she knows where my values lie. She she knows yeah. where I want to be and who I want to be. And that I just, yeah, I I would encourage people to find, to find those folks in your life that are going to, that are going to do that.
0: Yeah. and And what I'm about to say, I preface it with, I'm just sharing so that you understand, not that I'm giving you permission or whatever to do this, because like, and I know that I can't give you permission, but like, I look at it sometimes when I see someone relapse like, oh, if they can do it, then I can do it because they were their farther in the sobriety, whatever it might be. But, uh, when I went on vacation, you know, four months ago or whatever, I relapsed within like seven hours of leaving my city. And that's not, I'm not saying that's okay. I'm not saying that's anything. I'm just telling you as someone who's been trying to be sober for three years. Yeah, it's the reality of it. And why? Because I hadn't I hadn't really been engaged in the sobriety world at all. You know, I I it, you can tell how I'm doing in sobriety by going <laughs> to my TikTok. If I'm if I'm firing on TikTok, then I'm probably in a good good headspace. If I've been silent for three or four weeks, <laughs> I'm probably not in the best place. Doesn't mean I've relapsed, probably but it just means I'm probably not in the best place with my sobriety. So all that to say, creating may not be your thing. That's okay. But whatever your thing is, make sure you're engaging in it because that's the stuff that when you have the weak moments will actually carry you through it. And, and you know, I I know like for me, it is it is creating videos. So like everyone that listens and comments and watches my videos, like, you're playing just as much of a role in my sobriety as I am for you because yes <laughs> like Sorry. you're my accountability.
1: Yep. <laughs> I can't like put that in better words. Like the community that I've built on TikTok is such people are always telling me like you've you've helped me. Thank you. You're an inspiration. And I'm like y'all are my inspiration. Are you kidding me? I would not be here. And I wouldn't feel so confident in my sobriety if it wasn't for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like the ultimate accountability. Yeah. 20,000 people watching you like, Oh, better not fuck up. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, so we can kind of end on this question, but why do you think that the sober curious movement has so much momentum behind it right now? And then if you want to follow up with, where do you see it going?
1: I'm going to be real with you. I think that this is just the beginning. I think we are in the very, very early years of this sobriety movement. And I feel like as long as you and me and all the other sober content creators are constantly putting the word out, because I feel, I keep saying this, I feel like so many people are in ruts in their life and it's just simply because they're not connecting the dots. They're not fully realizing that they're creating their reality. And the more that we push push this message out, the more the people that we're going to reach. And I think the reason why it has so momentum is because it works. It makes it's us tough. feel better. I hate to say it. And I know people don't want to hear it. They don't want to think about it, but it works. I'm not the same girl that I was 10 months ago. It's just straight up not Like it's night and day. I did a one eighty, and I would wish this journey upon everyone and anyone. And I'm just excited to see what the future holds.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Like it, it works. Working out works. Eating good works.
1: And that just kind of
0: fall (laughs) therapy works. It kind of falls into that that thing of and and my buddy always says it I'm, he always just says i'm i'm just i'm doing what works <laughs> and it's such a simple thing
1: yes but it's
0: <laughs> but it's like holy shit like we know what works but it doesn't mean it's easy it's it's not the easiest thing um but i'm with you like i think i i hope to see the future be different with alcohol like i don't i'm not wanting to make it illegal or any shit like that but um
1: yeah no me either
0: i just i think it would be great if people focused on you know how they can become more comfortable with themselves versus how can i mask this feeling and then push almost like push my problems today onto tomorrow and then i feel like those problems keep compounding the more you push them on to the next day so yeah i'm with you i think i think we're early on um I didn't know there were so many yogurt yogurt young sober people in the world. <laughs> I don't even wear yogurt so comes dead. from that. <laughs> I don't I didn't know there were so many young sober people in the world. Now I will say like I notice a lot more young women being sober. Like I don't I I don't know that I've found like another young dude besides me on TikTok that like talks about sobriety. Maybe I actually won Corey Camp. Yeah, I just I know, know
1: like my demographics on my TikTok. It's like I have 75% women.
0: Yeah, and mine's up there men. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine's up there so. too. Um <laughs> there's that like TikTok trend, you know, just as long as my women love like that song. <laughs> I was like gonna make one with the demographic, but the unedited version says the B word and I was like, this is flirting with danger. Um
1: <laughs> don't want to go there.
0: We, we we're not gonna go there. Um <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm with you. Like I I wish there was young more young dudes that did it, but um
1: maybe that's they're like- out there. I don't know if they're comfortable creating content, but I definitely have had a lot of like young gentlemen um message me and really? be like, Hey, I've been on this journey for like this long. They just don't communicate that, which I, you know, I understand it's scary, but um I feel like the more we talk about it, the more people are going to be comfortable talking about it. Cause it's just going to be normal. It's just going to be yeah. part of, part of our society. It's just, we're not there yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. that And that's true too. Like guys just are not as comfortable talking about feelings and stuff like, I was raised and by we two all got to
1: work so. on that together.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I was raised by like two moms. So that helps me with like <laughs> being a bit more in touch with my feminine side. Um, yeah. Yeah. But cool. Yeah. That's all I really have. So unless you have anything, we can wrap it up.
1: Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone that has left reviews, um, left comments for topics I've been keeping a list. Um, so we're going to definitely touch on everything. Um, but yeah, I just want to say thanks to the listeners and we appreciate you so, so, so much.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think we're going to maybe in the, I don't know when, but we'll probably start having some guests on. So if you guys have people, yes,
1: tell us what guests you want to see.
0: Exactly. And then we can work as a team to blow them up, to get them on so maybe steve-o you know whoever whoever we casual
1: get. so <laughs> casual.
0: steve-o maybe bam margera uh,
1: yeah
0: I actually the whole jackass crew is sober now
1: I let's think. just bring so them on i'm down we'll, just,
0: we'll bring the whole crew on um <laughs> well cool yeah appreciate everyone listening make sure to subscribe if you made it this far and you're not subscribed then it seems like the obvious choice uh but yeah we appreciate you
1: you listening and have a great week Bye guys.